Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Welcome to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group right here in the big town of Eastland, Texas. And we are here doing what we do every single week, trying to help people live life on purpose. We believe highly in education and information. And if you don't have those two things, it's really hard to make great decisions in life. So we do as much as we can each and every week on Life Planning 101. And this is no exception. We are going to be talking about when you should be taking Social Security. But before I dive off into that, I want to remind everyone we've had um, you know so much feedback from the show and good things happening that we have added a lot of value by bringing two other programs to you. Of course, Life Planning 101, every third week of the month, we have black and white market chatter with Aaron Kennedy, our very own CFA. And on a weekly basis, we have black and white market minute. All this volatility, this crazy stuff that's going on. Um, obviously, the Fed raised rates last week, and it was a, a, a big hoopla, and the markets are showing it's a big hoopla still today. And they did an incredible show uh, last Friday. If you haven't listened in, make sure that you're subscribed to Life Planning 101. You go on there and you listen to that, and uh, you're going to be getting some updates each and every week from our very own CFA, Aaron Kennedy, and CFP Matt Irvin. You're not going to want to miss that, um, provided by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. But let's get back to the task in hand. So the gentleman was telling me recently that he had picked a new primary care physician. And after two visits and exhaustive lab tests, uh, the physician had told him, you know, you're doing really well for your age. Well, He was a little concerned by the comment, and he said, well, do you still think I'm going to be able to live to be age 80? And the doctor had asked him, well, do you smoke tobacco or drink beer or wine? And he replied, no, and I'm not doing any drugs either. And and then the doctor asked him, well, do you eat ribeye steaks and barbecue ribs? And he said, no. My other doctor said that all red meat is very unhealthy. And then he said, well, do you spend a lot of time in the sun, like playing golf, sailing, hiking, bicycling, skiing, something like that? And he said, no, I I don't. And he said, well, do you gamble? Do you drive fast cars? Do you jump out of airplanes? Do you travel a lot? And he said, no, I don't do any of those things. So the doctor looked at him and said, why do you want to live to 80? I love that. You know, it's about living life on purpose. And if you don't have a bucket list in retirement, you need one. But that's a topic for another day. Today, we're talking about when you should start Social Security. Life expectancy obviously plays a big piece into this. Um, If you're familiar with how the Social Security system works, or if you're not familiar, um, you know, forgive me either way if I sound elementary here, but the earlier you take Social Security, the less monthly amount you're going to receive from that social security check and you can wait all the way up to your age 70 to keep deferring amounts and if you wait it's about an eight percent bump every single year which is really good return in really anyone's mind and so you know really in a lot of ways social security is about a life expectancy game or is it it can be 
And I think some people look at it purely from that and you can run numbers and see what that would look like and find your break-even age and see if that really makes sense to, you know, how long did your parents live and how long are you expected to live? Or you can just flat out look at the life expectancy numbers that are out there in the world today, which, by the way, interestingly enough, have decreased with everything that happened with the pandemic. They aren't what they once were. It was a couple, I think a couple years is what we've, we've lost. But if you look at life expectancy now, if, if you're a woman, you got a little bit better than a man. <laughs> you, you know, you're expected to, to live over, over the age of 80, right? Uh, as a woman, 81.2 years of age. If you're a man, you're only expected to live 76.6 years of age. So that averages out in our, our nation, of course, to a ripe old age of 76.6 years. So that's a decrease from 78.86 years. So if you're thinking, well, if I wait to take Social Security till age 70, that's only six years, am I going to get enough benefit? And I'd say, number one, don't just assume. You got to look at the numbers because you got to look at the penalties. But number two, of course, that's why we're having a show today, right? I've got 10 other things that you consider when you look at taking Social Security or when we look at someone taking Social Security. This is what we consider is all these different things. And um, life expectancy obviously has a compelling piece of this. It is one of the 10. There is no doubt about it. No, make no mistake, but it is only one of the 10. There's a lot of other factors that should be considered. And if you're thinking life expectancy alone is what you should go off, you might want to think again because you might be losing out on thousands, if not tens of thousands, um, if not hundreds of thousands in some case of dollars over a lifetime or two lifetimes if you're married and you're thinking Social Security. So confused yet? Yeah, I imagine. You know, I think people probably go to the you know, um, Google or wherever, and they say, now, when should I start taking Social Security? And they ask that question, right? And you're really hoping to click on something and get a straight answer, a simple answer. Finally, right? You've been looking at this for a long time, and you can't get it. So then you go to your next door neighbor, you, you know, talk over the fence to Frank, right? You ask him, you know, what, what are you doing? When did you take it? Hey, you're older than me. How did this work out for you? And that I think that's how a lot of people end up making their decisions about Social Security. Now, is that right? Is that wrong? Well, it's interesting. If you actually look at the statistics of when people start taking their Social Security, it's astonishing the number of people that take it before they're actually full retirement age. So full retirement age, um, back to the elementary moments here, what is that? Well, right now it's commonly about age of 67, okay? But it's based on the year that you were born. And if you go to our article this week, www.kennedy-financial.com, you can click on that. We've got a calculator that you can go to to get your Social Security age if you don't know that full retirement age. But that, that full retirement age is important for several factors. If you take it before full retirement age, there could actually be some penalties if you have other earned income. If you take it before full retirement age and your spouse dies, then you could be penalized on your spousal benefit. There's lots of reasons that you want to make sure that you're looking at that full retirement age as an option to take your Social Security. Okay, But with that all being said, so get this, 80% of people actually take their Social Security, over 80% of people take their Social Security before their full retirement age. 
can that really be right? I mean, is that really the best thing? And I'm going to tell you this. I mean, now we get the honor to work with successful people, right? We deal with success issues. Life planning issues are mostly about success issues, family success issues, business success issues, just being able to be successful over time just with your disciplines, whatever those issues are. And we work with those people. And the majority of the people, we don't recommend that they take it before full retirement age. And there's a lot of reasons to that. That's what we're going to be going over today on Life Planning 101. So to say that over 80% of people think that it is, wow. And to add to that, this is what's crazy. So remember at the beginning of the show when I told you that if you wait till age 70, you get an 8% bump every year that you wait from the time you're eligible in 62 to age 70. Okay, that can be a lot of money if you really think about it. There's only about... 9% of women and 6% of men that hold out to age 70. That's it. That's it. Isn't that crazy? So the reality of this is is my goal is, if nothing else I've done today, is to make you question if your first instinct, instinct, get that, is correct about when you should take Social Security because really it shouldn't be an instinct. It should be a calculated risk assessment overlooking over 10 factors. And those 10 factors are what we're going to go over here on Life Planning 101 today. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services here in the big town of Eastland, Texas. And we are talking, when should I take my Social Security? Sounds like an easy answer, right? Well, we all know it's not. We all know it's not because you can't Google the answer. (laughs) You can't come up with it via the old age of Google, right? You've got to have something else to be able to go to. And the consensus is is that most people just have this what you call FOMO, fear of missing out, fear of dying too young. And because they have that FOMO, they've seen their families, friends, whoever it is, die too young and miss out on their Social Security. They don't want that to happen to them. Well, I have a different question for you today. I have a question on have you actually looked at your risk-adjusted factors? And make a decision based upon all the information, not just the emotion. Hmm. So what are these risk-adjusted factors? Well, we've already talked about one a lot. And that's life expectancy. Because I think a lot of people think about that. And they look at the life expectancy in the U.S. being less than 80 years old. If I wait till 70, that's not long to get my benefit. Have you actually done a spreadsheet on those numbers, though? That's what I question, because sometimes even when you you don't have to live to age 80 to break even to take it at full retirement age versus 70, believe it or not, you have to run the numbers and not so fast on that, right? Because those numbers are also factor on a lot of different things. And that's what we're going to talk about. Number one of those things, pension income. Did you know that if you have certain types of pension income, and you didn't pay into Social Security during your tenure at the institution in which you earned that pension income. Teachers are subject to this oftentimes. Uh, Government employees are subject to this oftentimes. Uh, What you end up having is you end up having reduced Social Security benefits, not only for you, but potentially for your spouse. What? Yes, it's true. Okay, 
So I tell you that because you need to know before you ever make a filing decision what these look like. And sometimes for these particular people, it is better to take Social Security early because it might start before those pension benefit incomes and they can get more income out of Social Security because of that. We don't know that, but sometimes it's not good because if you're still working and then you have an earned income, which by the way is more taxes, it's another one on, on the list, is that if you take Social Security early, Uncle Sam will up his game. If you continue to work and earn over a certain amount, quote unquote, in 2022, that's 19560 Uncle Sam is going to take a dollar for every $2 of benefits earned over that limit. Think about that. That's huge. So it's again, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, it's, it's like trying to um, figure out, you know, what goes into this amazing cake that took your grandmother three hours to make over the afternoon, right? You can't figure it out very quickly because it is very complex. Yeah, anything with the government's complex, come to think of it. So why should Social Security be anything different? So life expectancy, pension income, and more taxes. And while we're on the subject of more taxes with the penalties, let's talk about taxes in general. Yes, Social Security benefits are often taxed. Often. If you have success issues, you just better plan on it. <laughs> in fact, it doesn't take much. $44,000 of income in 2022, by their calculation, there it's a, now it's a special formula to get to that 44000 But if you make over that, then you're going to have your Social Security benefits taxed up to 80% of that benefit. A lot of people are in a misconception that, well, I paid into the system all these years. Why would I have to pay taxes on it? Well, I'm of the conception that this is the exact place that Social Security, a reason is Social Security is going to be able to stay solvent is because they are going to be able to tax that back away from you. So there's nothing illegal about it, nothing misconstrued. Yes, your Social Security benefits can often be taxed. This is very, very, very important for running your risk assessment, your calculations on when is your break-even year, how long would you need to live to be able to start Social Security. Why? Because your taxes could be very different throughout that time period. Think about it. Your early 60s all the way to age 70 and then beyond. I'd even say beyond. And why do I say beyond? Because if you remember at age 72, and this might be changed here in the near future to be bumped a little bit, but age 72, you have to start taking money out of your IRA. It's called a required minimum distribution. Well, if you've been chunking money back in a 401k as your employer has for years, you could be subject to what we call the tax bomb. Well, that's a different subject for a different day. But the reality is a lot of times you want to use those 60s in which maybe you're retired and you have lower income to make Roth conversions. Well, if you start taking Social Security early, that may limit your ability to do it, may limit your affordability to do it. And you can't get as many IRAs to Roth IRA dollars, which could overall make your, your retirement more expensive from a tax perspective. I think one of the biggest risks to people's retirements today is that we don't know the future of what tax rates are going to look like, but we do know this. Our government has spent more money in these last several years 
than it has historically? And how are they going to pay for it? What do you think that taxes are going to do? And then you also have a population that is decreasing, not increasing. So if our population is decreasing, that means there's less taxpayers. This is simple math, folks. It doesn't matter if you sit on the left or the right side of the aisle. It is what it is, and you have to face the facts. So I think tax diversification is one of the most important things that people should focus on to manage the risk in retirement. And if you aren't focused on that before your retirement, as you enter retirement, you've probably already missed a lot of that boat. And those years in your 60s, when you have these options with your Social Security, is those years, it makes a lot of sense to be looking at this. So believe it or not, guys, we have just covered the first six items of when you should start taking your Social Security, pension income, life expectancy, taxes, more taxes, penalties, I should say, and Roth conversions. When we come back on Life Planning 101, you're not going to want to miss it. When should you take your Social Security? Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. If you aren't already joining all of the Life Planning podcasts, make sure you do so. We've just introduced the Black and White Market Minute that goes out each and every week, especially as this world is getting more volatile, the financial markets are getting more volatile. Our very own CFA comes on and talks every week about what is going on. And last week was exceptional Uh, with the Fed making some big decisions and and what to expect as an investor. Uh, But let's get back to when should you take your Social Security? Now, there's a saying that retirement is the time in your life when time is no longer money. Hmm, I would disagree. I would disagree because time is money. Because 8%, my friends, is a very good return by most people's standards. (laughs) And that is what you get paid to wait to take your social security each and every year that you don't take it. So a lot of people, I think, take their social security. We talked about this FOMO, fear of missing out, worried about dying too young. And yes, you need to look at life expectancy. You need to look at life expectancy, though, from an angle that you're looking at it on your family's health history and your personal health history and make sure that you've got a good life expectancy that you're working with when when you're running numbers here. And if you missed the first part of the show, we gave you six other elements that you need to be calculating in your overall when should you take your social security risk. So we talked about those, more taxes, Roth conversions, taxes, uh, I say taxes and more taxes, taxes and more taxes, <laughs> government pension, life expectancy. What about death? This is something interesting. So we already know, um, you know, at the beginning of the show, I shared that uh, life expectancy is very different between man and woman. And I think it's really important to note that if a man were to pass away while their spouse was still not full retirement age and that spouse was taking Social Security, that spouse is going to be left with a reduced benefit for their life. And a lot of times they say, well, I get to take my husband's Social Security, correct? And that would be right, but at a reduced amount because you are getting penalized because you aren't full retirement age yet. A lot of people do not understand that, and it's extremely important that you know how that works and you look at things as a couple, not just independently, not just, oh, I'd like to have that extra money now, or, oh, I, well, what if I die and I never get to receive a penny? You really have to look at this with your overall retirement plan because you know what's interesting is people are always worried about running out of money, yet 
if their plan dictates that it might pay to wait, it actually is, you know, insurance, so to speak, to wait, and they still take it early, would that make a lot of sense? Well, of course not. Of course it doesn't. But we don't couple Social Security with our whole retirement plan, and that is a big risk. And this is just one element of that is talking about death. What about being divorced or widowed? Don't forget, okay, you may have benefits available from a previous spouse. And you could also lose access to those benefits if you're not careful. You need to know the rules. It's very, very important. And there's also some switching benefits that can occur. This, there was some some legislation that was thrown out uh, several years ago now. So a lot of this is timing out. And I think it's really um, important to note that it is timing out because I think a lot of especially widowed and divorced people or, you know, people that are young think that they will be able to switch to a bigger benefit later on. Well, that's going away, my friends. Um, there's still some time left. There's some, you have to be born before a certain year to make all of that work. And it is important to ask if that is you, if that includes you. But you really need to know that you don't need to count on that and think that you can just change your mind later. You actually only have 12 months to change your mind. So if you've taken Social Security in the last 12 months and you didn't do a good analysis, there's still time. Get after it. So with that, the bottom line is this. You shouldn't simply look at your Social Security benefits and quote unquote feel right about when you take them. Reason? This may be one of the biggest financial decisions of your life. My recommendation is to treat it as such. Yes, we talked about 10 elements of this that need to be worked through. We spreadsheet this stuff. We go through and we look at what makes the most sense. And you should be getting professional help to help you do the same. And it all starts by you just taking the initiative taking your social security statements, making sure someone has a holistic picture of what your overall life plan is and sharing your life expectancy. Don't be scared to actually have that conversation because it does play a big factor into all of this, but it's not everything. Fear of missing out versus fear of, hmm, I don't know, living too long, running out of money. I don't know which is worse, right? I think living out, living too long and running out of money probably is worth for a lot of people. So don't let that be you. Make sure that you're taking the time you need to take to know when you should start your Social Security. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. God bless everyone. Have a great week. We sure hope you enjoy these Life Planning 101 segments. And be sure to join us on Black and White Market Minute this Friday as these markets continue to be volatile. You're not going to want to miss what's going on there. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. 
Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.